24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Completely dead! Completely dead! Welcome everybody to Damage Radio, heard here live on MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. You already know me, I'm RC, alongside Matt. The ultimate kiss fan porter. And Matt, that Revan sound, man, it comes perfectly timing for our guest today, NASCAR driver Mike Seneca, formerly known for professional wrestling fans as Mike Flight. <laughs> nice. Great, great to be back, guys. Mike, How's welcome back, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Matt, good to see you, brother. Mike, it's a thrill. It seems like it's been too long. <laughs> too long, man. Too long. It's been too long. And hearing those tires go and that, and that sound, it just makes it that much I'll better. I don't know if that's not a tire. That's a whammy bar. And he's... <laughs> that's actually... I love it. AJ's on it if you're listening. Thanks, pal. That theme yeah. song, courtesy Thanks, AJ. of the Enforcers. We love the Enforcers, man. Back in the day. MySpace.com. What? Woo! That's what I said. What? MySpace.com. <laughs> I still got that yellow flyer that you made me. <laughs> With all the hats on man, it and all that. That's That was good stuff, <clears throat> man. So we have a lot to talk about today. Um... We're kind of going to go back to our roots um, and talk about professional wrestling a lot today. Um, top feuds. Mm-hmm. We're going to name some of our feuds now and then uh, touch back on it later. But uh, top feuds. Matt, I know you're dying to say some what you think. Well, but- look, I'm thrilled to see Mike back with us, but I'm also going to lead off with my first pick, okay? Because we're talking feuds, and anybody out there that knows wrestling, one of the greatest feuds of all time, right? Undertaker <laughs> is your brother. It's Kane, right? And I, just, I just like doing the voice. I feel the code on my. It makes my me laugh, right? Because think about it, right now, the Undertaker already had a great run at that point. And when you think about the fact that they could bring, it took months of advertising. You know, I'm going to bring your brother. You know, Paul Bear, of course, the greatest. I mean, one of the best voices you could think of. So when you figure it. it and when you think about it, it's not even really one of the big pay-per-views. It was Bad Blood, like in your house or whatever, you know, 97. And it's October, so it's getting close to Halloween. And when Kane comes walking in with the music and the look and he tombstones the Undertaker. And then think about it. They went back and forth for a while, had some of the best matches. Then they spin it into Kane as a good guy. So it's no longer a feud. It becomes the Brothers of Destruction. And right to the end, two great, two of the top WWF, I'll say F, performers that, that ever were joining forces. And I think two, two of the most skilled performers ever, certainly. But that original moment where he comes in and rips the cage and it's Kane, it's Kane. But then that's to me, that's the most fun part about it is when you think of Paul Bear, you know, Undertaker, he was disfigured in a fire and left for dead, but he's not dead. It's your brother, Kane. To go off that, though, I buried you alive. I buried you alive and, and going slowly to him and trying to reach his face and then Boom, hit, hit him in yeah. the, the right hand. Think about it. All the great moments with those two guys. Yeah. You know, up to the point where even then Kane has to unmask, and maybe the scars were really just in his mind, not on his face. <laughs> but, you know, so to lead off with that, I mean, and that I wouldn't even know that that's number one because you figure their feud was only about a year or so. And then they really, they spin it into this thing where now he's, you know, a, a 
you know, with the Undertaker. But I love that. I love that. I like horror movies. So Kane was a walking horror movie. He came in, you didn't know what to expect. And then you figure, think about that. He never talked. Mm -hmm. So like just the buildup on the idea that Paul Bearer could sell that. And of course, you later, you end up with the Katie Vick story. And <laughs> Katie, it's me, Kane. Yeah. And one, one of the maybe most embarrassing <laughs> moments in wrestling ever, which you probably, I don't even know that's on the network <laughs> yeah, because right? that was so terrible. But, you know, the uh, anybody that's out there listening on that, you know, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, so that's that would be my pick, a feud that started off. It, I think a lot of it, it comes to me, it's the build. Yeah. You know, how do they build and what is like, you know, what is the storyline of it? And that's just a great one. So, And then uh, when Kane and X-Pac were partnered, Tori, uh, she was part of Kane's uh, little you know, love, love thing yeah, going there. Think about all the times Kane was worked into a really high-end storyline. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's funny because we, you know, even thinking about it, I think Kane was really introduced almost as a gimmick just to battle The Undertaker. The fact that he could end up with such a great career... Yep. And so many changes, you know, from taking the mask off and then the mask's kind of back on. And, you know, it's, I don't know, I always found it very entertaining. I mean, of course, they're also, they're two of my more favorite characters. Right. And my, you know, as we go through my picks are very much who do I like, right. you know, it's who's entertaining me. But more than anything else, I want everybody out there listening, do the voice. While you're sitting there, you're driving your car, <laughs> you're a little bit annoyed maybe with the traffic, just say to yourself, to the other members of traffic, get out of my way. <laughs> Love it. Or how about uh, May 19th? See no evil. Right. The Kane, I mean, you know, like on. there's so many Kane moments. And the National Treasures with Kane, Undertaker, and that guy, AJ Frant, someone that uh, actually collected all the memorabilia. But see, that's, well, that's not all feuds. I just, right. I would, that feud to me, the original Kane versus yeah. The Undertaker, with, of course, you know, of course, you can't not have. Paul Bearer in that conversation. Right, but, right, you know. right. And you guys got a comment or question out 215-619-7366. We'd love to hear what your feuds are, top feuds are. And uh, Mike, I'm dying to hear what your one pick is. So there are so many of them, like Matt. You know, I liked, but I got to go with my boy, Big Gene Snitsky and Kane. Right? Nice. See, with, there's with Kane the baby. right back yeah. in. Kicking right. the baby. Punt, you remember, he punted yeah. the baby. <laughs> so, That's great. And, and that went far, it, too. Yeah, went for, wasn't Lita, the, the love interest, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Was he a punter? He was a punter. He punted. Really? Gene, well, I don't think Gene punted, though. Okay. But he did pretty good that night. Yeah, that he did punt kid. it pretty far. That That's a, a good one. Like, that was like, a good one, right? You know, we met Snitsky. He was actually at... The, we went to the... I took Monco Radio. I was the kind of the chaperone. Down to the core states or whatever it was called at sure. the time. And he was there for anti-bullying. Yes. And nicest guy. The other thing Great is guy. now, you figure, now you're a big guy. Tall. Mm -hmm. this, he was as big as a door. So it's funny, when I, we were in training, right at the training center one day, they said, oh, they said, Gene's going to slam you. I go, what? <laughs> Come again? Gene's going to slam you. I go, all right. So Jeff Coleman and I worked at worked the show one night, and uh, they said, Gene's going to hit you with a chair as opposed to slamming. I go, all right. So I went up to Tommy Sway to go, Tommy, Gene's going to hit me with a chair. What do I do? Do I brace myself? And he goes, he goes, put your hand up, he said. He goes, with Gene, he goes, put your hand up. I said, all right. And I'll tell you, I felt nothing. It was amazing. Wow. He was so accurate with the chair. When he hit me in the head with the chair, I felt nothing. That's how good he was. Snapping the wrist. But I'll tell you, that was a good one. And some of those older ones we talked about pre-show, that was some good gimmicks, too. Some good feuds. Yeah, you know, and I think it's funny how even just Kane comes up right away. And, yeah. that, and I think what a what yeah. a great staple of the of the company that he became. Oh, it was great. You know, great. That's a good one versus Snitsky. <laughs> that's and that when the baby it's went flying. It's my fault. Right. It's yeah. not my fault. <laughs> yep. Did and that, when him? he was holding the baby like so close to him yes. too. Remember the baby was crying. Yes. Oh, yep. the, the voice. Okay. Was, it's, no, no, no. You know, like that was. 
It was amazing. Yeah. It was great. It was now great setting up for that, getting hit by the chair by, by Gene. Um, like, do you guys talk about it beforehand so you know when the spot's coming? Or like- well, that night he was with WWE, so he was coming back for a show with Pops, right? So Gene had kind of, kind of got, just got thrown in at the last minute. I said, all right. So we were still working and getting working our way in, and um, they were like, they were going to have because Gene was signing autographs, right? So we're like, all right. And they go, we're going to put, they're going to put Gene in the show. I go, all right. So Jeff Coleman was the champion at the time, Jeff the future Coleman. So we were working a gimmick where I was Mike Flight, the manager. It worked out great. And uh, I said back, I said, Gene, I said, how do you want to do this? He goes, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. I said, okay. So with the chair shot, never felt it. But that's, he was working at the last minute, that show. Nice. That's incredible. Yeah. We got our first caller, Damage Radio. Who's on the line? This is Double A of the Rock Grand, the Enforcer. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> wow, Double A on the line. Double A. What's double up, Double A? How are you? Nice to hear Damage. I tuned in to hear Matt Porter do the Paul Bearer voice. <laughs> I'm rolling. It's the greatest spot ever. I love it. Do you, you know that you're actually my brother? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the, that's the 15-year bill. You find out the devil yeah, right? is your brother. We, we need a ringtone of that. Brother. You have a phone call. Pick up your phone, RC. I wanted to add, I saw a thing on the A&E documentary about yep. Kane and The Undertaker. Excellent. That originally when Undertaker was introduced, he was called Kane The Undertaker. Really? Yeah. Wow. In, the, yeah. in the dark matches, there was an, uh, coincidentally enough, I just watched it on a special, when he originally dark matches, it was called Kane The Undertaker, but he dropped the, the name Kane, and then, then he was The Undertaker. Wow. And then, I did see that, that the, Kane was only going to be a couple matches, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's really great. Right. But that was, I tuned in to, I tuned in <laughs> to hear you do the Paul Bear voice on the radio. <laughs> well, you know, but you must have a favorite feud. Think about some that, you know, we've been watching wrestling since we're little kids. Off the top of my head, and, and I just actually watched this pretty recently, is the Diamond Dallas Page, Randy Savage mm, feud. Right. In about 90, 96 or 97, which I know one of the highlights was DDP in the La Parca outfit, because La Parca was one of my favorites, too. Mm-hmm. But I happened to just watch this, and I, I will always contend that about 96, 97 is one of the greatest eras of wrestling. When he pulls that mask off, if you watch, watch that on YouTube, right. DDP as La Parca, when he pulls that mask off, 20 rows at least throw up that diamond cutter symbol. That place <laughs> is going crazy. And DDP is my all-time favorite wrestler of all time. Well, you know, I think a run versus Savage team. really helped, uh, helped DDP become a star because it was, like you figure, certainly one of the top guys in Randy Savage. And I, exactly, I remember that match when he pulls the mask off and it's DDP under the mask. It was great. Well, Double A, how about um, when uh, DDP was uh, stalking Undertaker's wife and he pulled the mask off live in the ring? That too. No, that's totally different. Lame. That was they buried DDP. Think so? Yeah, oh. well, that's true. But if still, that's another. Any of the build, if you watch any of the build of that feud, DDP versus Savage, and I think it sort of ended, I want to say Row Wild or something, where they were, I remember they were hitting each other with crutches and stuff. <laughs> I'm not, I can't remember back, I mean, off the top of my head, that was one, because I happened to just watch it the other day. But that feud, 
And it was also, well, it moved DDP into sort of being a good guy, like, you know, like a people's champ kind of guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And also, they sort of let on that Kimberly was his wife in real life. Like, I don't right. know. I think she was just sort of his valet. Uh, now, all the time, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, look, I no, know about right. references. That's right. I, that was, that well, was she a was the ni a nitro huge, girl. Yeah, she was Kimberly, yeah, really, right? Kimberly, yeah. 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 But then they, because they, they had her, she was in, I think she was in Playboy or something. And he's like, oh, that's your wife, blah, blah, blah. But that, that view was great. And, of course, yeah, the time Savage was already Mega a huge pounds. established star, but it really right. pushed DDP up. That's, that's, that's my quick answer. But I, I only called to say how much I just love the Paul Bear voice <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> I, was, I was driving home, and I was just rolling. <laughs> Oh, yes, it's so good that you call, brother. <laughs> we got to do that lead up for the show every time Gary, recorded. Drive, drive time with Paul Bear. If you can <laughs> well, yeah, they, if you're sitting in traffic, I hope the light turns red like flames, brother. <laughs> Damaged. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you go. I'm going to tune back in. I'm going to hang up and put my phone back on. But I just want to say that was why I tuned in. That was money. Thanks, kid. Thanks, Delay. Great, great, great to hear from you, man. Great, See you, pal. Keep, keep it completely damaged. Maybe you play Loser Leaves Town by the end of the show. There Love you it. go. Love it. Thanks. Stay See damaged, you, people. Bye-bye. Love it. Double A from the Enforcers. Can we get that on recording now? Are you playing that? They're saying that? Okay, caller, who's on the line? <laughs> I love that Paul Bearer voice, Porter. It's Coops <laughs> on a Coops, what's going on, brother? Wednesday more afternoon here on Monco Radio, where music reminds me hot and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Now, of course, everybody who's a sharp-eared Monco Radio listener does recognize Danny Kukler, host of Hard and Heavy, as he just said. So. Coops, yes. we're talking yeah. wrestling. We're talking top feuds. What are your top? What's your top? Yeah, I was feud? listening in, and I love the guy saying Diamond Dallas. I, I'm going to say a '96, '97 feud, and then I'm going to do a more current feud here. Brett and Sean. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Brett and Sean. Um, I just love that '97 WWF TV. Just ages like fine wine. Mm -hmm. Like all the stars just aligning. And I, I love the Austin Brett Austin Brett match too, where they're just bleeding all over the place and the I quit match and it's just one of my favorite matches of all time. Well, you know, you have to think about that Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels feud, which was so deep and then ends with what is arguably one of the most kind of mm -hmm. controversial and famous moments ever in the Montreal screw job. So, I yeah. mean, you talk yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, I think a lot of the best feuds have this big bill. So now everybody knows the two of them in real life hated each other. They just couldn't stand each other. So for it to go down the way it did mm -hmm. and which will be debated forever into the end of time, was it a shoot? Was it a work? Who right. knew what? We're never going to know. We're never, never going to know. know. That's the, but that's a good one, Kooks. I mean, really, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, amazing pick. Yes, and also, for my current pick, I'm going to go with the catalyst of all elite wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'm going to go with Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega. Those mm. two brought out the best in each other throughout those, their three matches, and I, I just loved 
every one of their matches they've had. And and it just progressed progressed to that two out of three falls match, that final match, and it was it's just the reason why I love wrestling, that athleticism, that great, great striking, the great it's just it's just all aspects of wrestling I love. That's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Who are your current favorites? You're a current wrestling guy. Who are your favorites? Um, you're going to hate a lot of my picks, brother. Just don't say CM um, Punk, Kook, so we can't be friends. Or Owens. <laughs> or um, no, Kevin no, Owens, right. Yeah. If you say Kevin yeah. Owens, I'm going to hang it up on you. No, I like... I like you're going you're gonna to say it, but I, I love Darby. Um, I also love um, um, MJF. Um, Mox is all, always a favorite of mine. And Mox is facing Punk tonight on Dynamite. And that's a sure way you're not going to tune in. Those two guys are facing each other for the interim and current AEW World Championship. I also like the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers remind me a lot of young Rey Mysterio and young Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Fun. Awesome. That's dude. good stuff. We appreciate you calling yeah. in, Kooks. And good hearing you. Thanks, Thank Kooks. Bye. See you, pal. Hey, good to do Kooks out. Kookler, you're calling into Michael Radio. Listen to Hard and Heavy. <laughs> he always brings the, the, the heart and the heavy. Hey, no, you know, that's, so that's he, great. I mean, anybody that, that is used to hearing him on Friday mornings, he's been doing Monday mornings, 10 to 12. Wow. So if you want to get your uh, fix of the hard and heavy music to get your music started for the week, that's, awesome. that's your new great destination. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Oh, it's, wow. Man, boy, the again. feuds are hot. <laughs> Damage Radio, who's on the line? This is Arthur the Bullet Litton. Nice. Arthur. <laughs> Bullet, what's going on, man? Not much. I'm just checking on you and Mike and see how's it going. Good. We're actually talking top pro wrestling feuds. Um, I know you're a diehard wrestling fan. What are top, some of your oh. top feuds? Oh, well, you know, I am so excited for Clash at the Castle, which is coming up pretty soon next month. Mm. Any, uh, like, you know, we were talking about, like, uh, like Brett you know, and Sean. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, yeah, and all kinds of legends. And, uh, but one person that you didn't notice, which is one typically in the picture, a feud between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Oh, most definitely. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, we were just talking about that. That feud, that build up in that uh, yep. Montreal screw job in 97. That, that, was, yeah. that was a great it's one. 96. 96, yep. Or, you know, it could, be, it could be one of the greatest uh, feuds ever, Ben versus Arthur. That's, you know. That's it. That's it. That's, that's ongoing. That's ongoing, yeah. That's awesome. Now, Bullet, before we let you go, do you have a question for Mike? I know you love wrestling. I uh, uh, love racing. You know, um, you know wh- how's everything up the track, uh, Mike? Things are going well, Arthur. Uh, just uh, been going throughout the year, uh, doing very well. We finished uh, eighth last weekend. At Motor Mile, um, just still working diligently. We got some new sponsors on board: um, Seattle Gummy, ASAP Energy Drink, Russell's Barbecue, Woody's for Men. Um, just very blessed. Uh, things are going well, Arthur. Thanks. Well, yeah, I, yeah. This is going to be a good year for you, Mike. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're up there in the points right now. Uh, driving for Ashton Motorsports. Uh, give a shout out to my two, my two guys, Mike and Bill, and uh, my girlfriend Sheetal. Also, I want to say hello Hi. to her. So. 
Oh. Yeah. Support <laughs> system is so, <laughs> so that's crucial. Awesome. Support is very important. Exactly. In racing. Exactly. And wrestling, and, right? And, and wrestling. life. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. 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 Matt, you have a beautiful family. Yeah. You know, so I'll tell you. Course, yeah. RC. Yeah. And you get, you, they become more valuable every day. So you really, you know, <laughs> they they really do. believe that. They do. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, Bullet, uh, everything's good, brother. As I said, glad that you called in. Yeah. Not a problem, Mike. Always well, a pleasure. Well, Bullet, great to hear from you as always, man. And I can't, hear, can't wait to hear from you next week, man. Yeah, sure, no problem. See you next week. All right, take care, Thanks, brother. Thanks, See you. Yeah. Phones are on fire. Anybody are. out there, if they <laughs> want to call in with, uh, you know, your top feud, 215-619-7366. That number again. 215-619-7366. That's the hottest hotline right here at Monaco Radio today. Where music reminds me. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I, love I love it, man. It's That's insane. how you tie it together. Right? My, my, one of my feuds that I love is uh, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Mega powers. Mega powers unite, and Great. yep. I remember uh, Saturday Night Live watching as a yeah. kid. Um, it was them versus I think the Big Boss. Saturday Night's and main event. Yep, Saturday Night's right. main yeah. event. Yep, staying up and, late for that. Yep, <laughs> and uh, then something happened where Miss Elizabeth got knocked off. Right, the top she rope, got pushed, get, pushed off, and fell. And Hogan ended up assisting her, and Macho Man was left in the ring with the, with the twin towers. I think it was. Well, remember Hogan kind of carried her, carried her to, the know, back, to the back, yeah. all kind of you know yep. gently, and uh, oh ooh, yeah, and it was the two on one, and, and Macho ended up losing, yeah. and then he comes back, and there's uh, beefcakes back there, Brutus mm-hmm. Bar beefcake, yeah. and what you doing, brother? Lift left me, me out in there the hanging, ring, hanging, and you're yep. back here smooching with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that, brother. It's not like that. And then he hits him, and then you know you see Miss Elizabeth crying and screaming, "No, Macho, no, stop, stop!" And then I'm watching it. I'm tired. I wake up watching that. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> but like, again, even that, I think with, when you think about feuds, you think about that. Two of, again, two of the top guys. Yeah. When they tag them together, yeah. but then when they turn on each other, mm. oh, man, that's just. And, you know, two of the best guys on the mic, I think. I mean, really, yep. you know, two of the most charismatic at a time when wrestling was breaking out into, right. like, the mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, really, really an amazing and, time for wrestling. Plus, I was, I don't know. 12. Nice. You don't know what was right real age. or fake there right. in that no, feud. The right. Hogan, the, the rap, you know, that you made me the Macho Man rap CD. Yeah. You know, that, like that, you that. know that's, hey, look, that's when you think about it, the greatest rapper of all time is Randy Macho Man course, Savage. Yeah. Be a man, Hogan. Yeah. yeah, don't be scared. Macho's going to, you know, that. I called you out many a times, brother. Where you at? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you're a chicken, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Anybody out there, if you're listening, you don't have the Be a Man CD, you got to find it. At least search search Randy Macho Man Savage Be a Man on YouTube. It's yep. uh, a be chain a man, in his hand. Hulk. Are you scared? Macho yep. Man. And then he came back to Impact there and had a little little run there for a minute. You know, came out and saved AJ Styles, I remember. And, uh, yeah, that's, my, that's one of my top favorites. You figure, think about that. Uh, you know, Hogan and Savage, both guys that really you watched become just humongous stars. Then then switched to WCW, yeah. which you couldn't even believe it. You know, and then remember the night when Savage came back and he was humongously beefed up and he oh, yeah. had the NWO shirt. What was he doing? Yep. You know, all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. That's a great time. Yep. And then uh, I'll start with another few. To, uh, Warrior Savage. Mm. Right. Uh, Such a great excellent. one. Excellent. Loser leaves WWE. And then, um, yeah. So you know, even when you think about that, when you just think of those names, and look, some people, I mean, might argue, but if you take Hogan, 
warrior and savage, some of the greatest storylines because they were so colorful. Now that's putting me, look, you know, like I said, I'm a kid at that time when, you know, the WWF was really colorful and running wild. But, you know, I mean, and that's another one to me, the, the ultimate warrior, like when you think of ultimate warrior versus Hogan, mm-hmm. even, you know, but I mean, the fact that, you know, but they kind of did it almost as faces, yeah. you know, they f- not so much feuded as you can't believe that he could win, you know, all oh, that ultimate warrior just beat Hulk Hogan. So, so my crew chief just texted me from Florida saying... He's got to go back to the NWA with Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Absolutely. Right? That's another yeah, that's, great that's, one. There you go. That's a good one. Think yeah. about that. And that kind of ran for decades. Yeah. Because they would, I think anytime they needed some heat, let's just put Dusty and Flair. And exactly. then they need, Now, you think about that. In both their books, they talk about the fact that they would do the same matches every night, an hour, you know, because it wasn't on TV, it wasn't on the internet. Right. And they had what was called the Dusty finish, where somehow <laughs> Dusty would kick a ref Yep. And or go over the top rope, the and they would just disqualify. Yep. And you could do that the next night because nobody had seen it the night right, before. Right. And it wasn't on video. On the but right. even when you think about that, two of the greatest talkers ever. Right. Ric Flair, you know, if I had to say something to you, and, you know, think about the whole, you know, hard time promo. Yeah. And then you think, Flair, there's nobody better ever oh, yeah. on the mic. Without so the two of them, even right to the end of WCW, I think about that was when. Dusty says, Rick Flair, you're going to have to kiss my ass. And they brought the donkey out right, to, the, to the ring. Remember yeah. that? And Flair's doing the I'm outraged and he's stomping around. And then they made, you know, Flair smooch the, you know, the two of them together. Look, what are you going to do? Fire me. I don't even work here no more. Yep. And like, Dust, I, I love the great. two of them. It's even funny when my brother said, you know, he was watching on YouTube or whatever. You go to the network, you can plunk the, that down anywhere on a Flair versus Dusty match, and it will be satisfying. Just yeah. to watch. Right. And you don't even know what the angle or the storyline. I just want to see the two of them go at it. Go at it, exactly. And, and especially as a kid, it looked like men fighting. Yeah. It, like, you, now it's so kind of, like, I mean, look, and everybody knows, it's, you know, maybe there's a, there's Wait, a rumor that it's scripted. I don't <laughs> believe it. But when you, when you watch what, those, what is this? What? those look like men fighting. They don't do yeah. this kind of dancey, dancey. It's they're fighting. Well, you remember when they kind of like crossed the line with uh, when Ravishing Rick Rude had Deborah Roberts on his tights, <laughs> right? Yes. That? that was a good one, right? Rude. That's Roberts. a good one. Yeah, too. That was a great one with the snake. Tell your crew chief, good pick, good pick there, <laughs> Billy. Good job, brother. There you go. And that you have another one. You know what? I mean, we're we're kind of going around. I mean, I think somebody mentioned Brett. Kooks uh, mentioned Bret Hart and yep. Shawn Michaels. Um, I, you know, obviously. Ric Flair is one of my favorites. So Ric Flair versus almost anybody, you know, whether even Steamboat, that's another, you know, another one. Um, I think one that really helped to define 90s wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus (laughs) Mr. McMahon. Because now you, when you think about it, it, Vince evolved away from announcer Vince kind of head of the company Vince to evil Vince. And now here's the strut. Yep. And he's and, and the fact that they actually had some decent matches, but the two of them together also, and there you go, there's another one. Vince is great on the mic. Oh, happy amazing. birthday to Vince today. Happy birthday yeah. to Vince, yeah. man. I know he's had his share of troubles yeah. lately, but hey, he's fired. But the yeah. when you think about <laughs> it, like him, and that's when, like really, when you think about it, that's when Stone Cold is starting to get his, his transformation. Yes. You know, right after the, hey, John 316, you know, the Austin 316. 
that's then they spin it into mm-hmm. now while well, he's leaving and then they start to really and when i think and that goes back to anybody that in their mind you know you would if you're not happy at work you'd like to take it out and stomp a mud hole and you know flip the finger <laughs> all right anybody that's everyone's dream everybody out there can relate yeah. you know it's like so i think it's one of those things where when you think about that as a feud yeah. it helped fuel what was the attitude there for sure yes, without a doubt because now vince positions him as the leader of the company but also a bad guy right. the idea that if you don't do what i want cross the boss yeah. you're right. fine. Yeah. you know <laughs> do you remember this all the science the next day of austin 316 when he said get that piece of trash out of my right. ring, jake roberts yep. he doesn't yep. have what it takes anymore yep. there's actually a really good interview that i watched not that long ago where austin even says you know, they could never come up with a shirt for him. Right. And that he would always say to the shirt guy, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he says to the shirt guy right after that happened, he goes, I have your shirt. <laughs> and that's, they came up with the 316, awesome. you know, and you go. And that's I think, great. and even on a total tangent, but that's where I think wrestling is great, is that is where the crowd dictates. Yeah that course correct because the crowd suddenly just caught on to that mm-hmm. and started with and it changed the course of austin right right all together right. you know so i, I yeah. think that's why i enjoy that so much there's another one it's funny when you watch it and you go back and watch like pick almost any pay-per-view when that glass crashes oh man it's exciting you knew when that Goosebumps. came something Goosebumps. was coming yeah. right yeah. and yeah. that was what yeah. made raw great at that time yeah you know if all of a sudden you know what do you what do you think is gonna happen? You know, and all of a sudden, just, yeah, that's why I had to use that. That's why I said that. I just to say that. But the, uh, you know, it's one of those things that yeah. to me, you know, really that I think with Austin, that was one of because he was starting to really break out and it evolved the Mister McMahon character into the evil Mister McMahon and the skits too they would do in the hospital yeah. bed yes. and uh, here. You know, putting the, you know, the bed of, pan. Oh, the bed is that pan. great? Yep. Is that great? And the the fake uh, gun that also. 316 came out. Stuff yeah. like that you can never even do. Like, no. you know, it's funny because I watch and I give my daughter a lot of credit. She watches with me and she's a big fan of Brian Pillman, you know, because really? he's crazy on the mic. And and she likes, we were we were watching a lot of those older matches where it's Austin and Pillman. Yeah. But as she references, oh, she's like, she says, I'm crazy sometimes like Brian Pillman. And it's and, and she knows her wrestling. But That's the, um, and it's funny because what, and it's even funny, we were even, we were watching one of the pay-per-views the other, the other week or it was or maybe it was just a raw but it was the one right the day brian pillman had died and they're like well you know we got some unfortunate news today that brian pillman had passed away but here's midget wrestling and that's what they brought out a midget <laughs> wrestling match you go, i don't think they can even do that anymore yeah, yeah. like i don't even think they're allowed but right. if you go back and search that out um and i can't remember the date but and but somehow we were watching it and it was just and but yeah shout out to you maddie first day of 11th grade all today. right Nice. Hopefully it was, it was good and not Hopefully completely good, damaged. Right, not yeah. completely damaged. <laughs> yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit and we'll come back to this topic. Uh, Mike, what's been going on with you, man? It's been a while since we've seen you up here in Damage Radio. Uh, racing World, man, you turned it around, man, and all the confidence in the world, man, you've been doing great, I see. Thank you so much. Yeah, just uh, we've worked very diligently. Uh, of course, when we had... Uh, had a full deal with COVID, and COVID occurred. It was really it was a yeah. It really was, but it affected everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, then, as I said, more or less, 20, uh, 21 was kind of a rebuilding year for us. You know, we uh, worked very hard, to, you know, trying to think outside the box for sponsorship. And um, just more or less late in 2021, we started sealing deals. Like, all right, so Seattle Gummy was actually featured on a show called No Retreat. It's on CNBC. And um, the marketing guy, Chris, um, he used to work in racing, auto professional racing. So we started talking and uh, got them some retail placement, which was great. And uh, 
the, uh, the owner is Connie Wen, who's a lawyer, a doctor, and a philanthropist. Great woman, you know, and she's all behind the program. Um, new uh, ASAP Energy on board, as I said, they got their day ops and night ops. Russell's Barbecue came on board. Shoe Crazy Wine came on board, you know, owned by an African-American woman, you know. Great, smart woman, very diligent, very very professional. It's, she does very well. Um, Slapshot Jerky, you know, another guy. Sean's got some great ideas. So we put, had to put them all together this year, and we've been said, running in Super Cup with Ashton Motorsports. Um, just, you know. So what, for people yes, listening, sir. what kind of cars are you driving? Are they like that? Like <laughs> It's a Chevrolet, yeah. Yeah. It's a Chevrolet, yeah. So basically it's a Monte Carlo, okay? Okay. And uh, But it's, it's it's a stock car is what it is. Right. Um, you know, I've always, I've been I've been a team Chevy driver for, I got about seven years now. Wow. Used to drive for Ford. Uh, drove a Toyota at one time. But um, all the manufacturers now are kind of putting all their cars, you know, together now. NASCAR, the, the, the new, the, the next gen car in the Cup Series, really it was made by an indie car manufacturer. The Lara. So that's why now what you're seeing on the track, these pit stops, the NASCARs have one luck nut, one lug nut now. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So the pit stops are quicker. We have the, we still have five. We have conventional, so the lug nuts. <clears throat> but doing that, met a new woman, you know, really great woman. Uh, just an amazing person. Uh, her name is Sheetal, and um, just been, been hanging out with her. Been taking her to the race. Now, she's Indian, okay? So, again, this, I took her to her first NASCAR race, and... I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, you know, these people. And I just, you know, she was great. She was awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> she was great. You, you know, know, it's funny you talk about changing, you know, one nut or whatever. And yeah. Back to the start of the sure. year, I, uh, I had a flat tire going down 422. It blows out and I managed to make it in. And man, I'll tell you, you want that pit crew there to help you because, like, <laughs> yeah. that involves a lot of squatting and leaning that I don't do on a regular basis. And I was glad I remembered how I changed my tire. It was pouring it's icy rain that day. And, you know, you get under there, and the problem is in my mind, I keep thinking, I think my whole car is going to roll and tap me. <laughs> but, yeah. the, uh, you know, that's, so I give, I'll tell you, I give a lot of credit. I, I need a crew that follows me around when, uh, it's, you know, things like that. It's amazing. It really is. It's a lot of work, you know. Yeah. We, we, we recently partnered with Jersey Girl Hot Sauce. Out of, they're out of Doylestown. Mm. I mean, it's like she's selling a lot of hot sauce. It's really good. It's yeah. amazing. So I think the big thing is just been working very hard. In response to your question, worked very hard. Uh, COVID really destroyed our program. So we had to kind of come back with a more of an appropriate attitude. So for us, it's kind of like, for me, it's like, you know, putting all the hard work, helping sell the product, and then we go racing. So. Does it humble you too? Like now that, you know, we went through COVID, now we're kind of get, hopefully getting back into the thick of things that now like you had time to think about a lot of things, what you do differently, things that you want to do better. Like, did that help out a lot? I think going into every race now, it's like, I'm just blessed to be there, blessed to be among, uh, you know, fellow, my fellow competitors. Um, you know, just lucky to be doing this, you know, and having, you know, other, you know, corporate sponsors that are helping us out, which really means a lot. So I think today in retrospect, looking back at my career, you know, you got to look at the results. Okay. And obviously sometimes Roger Penske once said, how fast you go depends on how much you have to spend. So when you have a limited budget, you're going to have limited results. No, that's not true. And everyone can do a lot more better with a race car. Some, some can do less, some can do more. So when you're looking at when you've got a team, you look at what you have, and you've got to be practical about what, the, what your result's going to be. Right. It's important. Now, looking for sponsors, are you looking for any kind of sponsor at some point? Or is it like, you know? <laughs> completely you, damaged. Yeah, completely I, damaged. And buy a couple lug yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, not getting damaged today. Completely damaged. You know, like, are you looking for like certain sponsors that you believe in? and that, Do you try their product first? Because you don't want to promote yeah. a product that you, know, you, you might know, not I like. Look at, I look at products that could sell. Um, and again, as I said, it's got to be something that's going to be you know, not just your typical product, like the Seattle gummies, okay? They're fully functional gummies. They have sleep gummies, uh, gummies for women, you know, uh, just health gummies, 
What I gave you guys was the um, the, the, the energy gummies and also for, for your immune system, you know. Mm -hmm. Take one a day. They have the uh, vitamin C shots, stuff like that. So it's kind of like multifaceted. And I saw like Menards picked them up right away. They're like, oh, we like this. Uh, Cumberland Farms is, you know, just we started kind of putting some together. And then when they were featured on CNBC's program, it just blew them up. It wow. Great. It was great. That's yeah. great. It was awesome. So what's your schedule as far as racing? You know, how, how often are you out? <laughs> so we're doing that. We've got another four more races to go this year. And we'll be okay. Done. Yeah. So it'll be nine, nine total this year. Wow. So, yeah. And on a part-time schedule, it's, it's, you know, it's doable because obviously my flying schedule and doing other things as well, my vending, if you will. But the good thing, Matt, is that, you know what, you get out there and like we're having results. I mean, we finished eight this weekend. You know, I finished fourth this year. Um, just, you know, looking, of course, attrition had something to do with it too. But the thing is that, you know, there's results and the guy that owns the team, Bill Ashton, you know, he, he go, he's a racer. He goes to race the guy, uh, Bill from Florida, Bill, you know, Bill Schweikert, he's a good guy. You know, he puts a lot of em you know, energy and emphasis into what he's doing. You know, he appreciates, he just enjoys doing it. So we couldn't do it without guys like that. You well, he must be a good guy because he actually called in, you know, text you. He must be listening. Yeah, so that's, you know, guy, he goes you know? to the top of the list. Exactly. And he's a pro wrestling fan. So he's good in my book. <laughs> you know? He's, he's a former, yeah, he's prior Navy. So, yeah, he's, you know, and we do a lot for the armed forces too, you know. It's stuff like that's great. So. But, like, yeah, this right here, the, the milk is shot, high energy. Like, that's what you need. Like, you know, like, and then you need somebody that, you know, believes in your product as well. Yeah, you it goes, know what? It goes hand in hand. Exactly, RC. It just, um, you know, it's funny when I was at the racetrack and I put out a video the other day, an update. And I said, during the day, I was taking the gummies, the functional, the, the energy gummies, the uh, immune gummies, kind of keep me going. It keeps your blood sugar in check. Uh, you know, it keeps your, your, your alertness. In the race car, I felt amazing and great. You know, I had a couple of ASAP energies that day, too. So, but the thing is that, you know, you got to look at a tangible sponsorship. You know, what's going to sell? So if I go to a retailer and I say, look, we got X product, and they say, well, that's, that's not going to sell right now. You know, the category manager will let you know what's going to sell. Um, hot sauce will sell. You know, wine will sell. This will sell. Energy drinks will sell. But not everyone is on board. So you got to, it's like you get up to the plate, you try to hit a home run. Okay, you strike out. Go to the next one. Woody's for Men is our newest sponsor. <clears throat> Great people out of California. It's like a men's men's product for the beards, mustaches. I'm gonna get port or something. You guys, some stuff. Definitely. So, yeah. do it. but um, do it up. Yeah. Now, luckily, for, RC has kind of gotten rid of the mustache that was trying to come that. in for a while. So that. you know, it'll like, come back a couple weeks. Yeah. It's it's not a good look. Live at Woodstock High School. Porter yeah. can pull it off. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. just the chin beard. I, I never not like a good mustache. No. Not a good. Really. Damaged. Yeah, damaged. Oh, damaged. Sorry. damaged. Yeah. I didn't hit the button quick enough. <laughs> That's it. That's all right. But you got, so, you got that going on and everything? Got that going on, as I said. I mean, uh, working on bringing them into 2023 with us. Uh, we do plan on going to Daytona. We're very excited about that. Awesome. Looking at to talking to uh, a couple of, a couple of NASCAR teams right now. I really don't want to say who we're talking to, but um, we the have... big things on the horizon 2023. Yes, sir. Correct. Yeah, on the, on the horizon 2023, we are looking at building the program and getting more extensive retail going as well for these products. Kind of make it mainstream, if you will. Um, I know the hot sauce, they, they're on. They're at Menards.com. You can get them on the, on the website. ASAP Energy Drink, we're trying to push them in the core mark, stuff like that. So talking to, to the distribution companies is key because that's where the big role comes out. Um, you know, so Seattle Gummies got a head start on that stuff. So they need the giant cardboard cutout of you in the store holding it up saying, look, <laughs> yeah, I'm great. part of the team. I like that. I, I like you know? that idea. We've done that before. That'd be great. We did that with PV two years ago. I was like, race on into your local retailer, you know, and people flocked. They were gay. They were, if you bought two two jars of PV two, we gave you a free pace car ride. There track. you go. Yeah, oh, cool. that's fun. Yeah, ticket to ride. Wow. Thank that's you. Yeah. cool. And it's just so much more than you, you know, in the car racing. Like there's network appearances, there's yeah. autograph signings. It's just like professional wrestling. If you don't put yourself out there, 
got to be a mid-carder or an enhancement talent. Like it, it's Yeah, you're right. It's like, well, I was at Jenner's Talent Cut last month, and this one fan comes up. We're doing an autograph session. He goes, you're, you were Mike Flight, right? I go, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's a fan. That's a fan, right? That's damage right there. Right? So, you know, I'm like, all right. And we started talking, and this guy knew about the feud with Samu. I'm like, wow, this guy's... That's great. Yeah, it's great. This guy, I go, where do you live? He goes, oh, out here near Pittsburgh. I said, oh. But he goes, I came to a couple WX stuff. I said, oh, wow, that's great. That's great. And hearing people like that, like enthusiastic about you and about your career, mm-hmm. you want to make more time for them. You really do. Excellent, you know? You do. Yeah. The, you know, we couldn't do this without the fans. This is a, racing and wrestling are both fan-driven sports, Absolutely. Right? We don't have the fans. Like with COVID, NASCAR was racing without fans. WWE had what they were doing from the performance center, right? Right. But the monitors and like that was a great idea. I'm like, that's what NASCAR should do. Something like that. Do you still have the thrill that you get from flying, from being behind <laughs> that wheel? Like, do you still have it? Like, like I still have it. That's, that's amazing. You know, I was talking to D Ray three thousand a couple weeks ago, well, a couple months ago, and he was like, "Do you miss it?" I go wrestling. I go, "You know, I do. I'll tell you. Just the managing. I don't miss the rest, but I think the managing. You'd find someone in the front row, and you start working off of them." You know, we did that tour in India years ago, many years ago. And I was telling my girlfriend, I said, there was a guy in the front row that literally scared me. <laughs> you know, the eyes were open real wide and, you know, pops, we were doing shows all over for the troops. And we went to India and I was like, wow, this is great. You know, but it was, it was an outside arena and it was, it was packed. Was like, wow. wow. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Cool. So maybe you get some payback and go to surplus where, where Gene maybe works. Yeah. Hit, him, hit him with the steel chair. <laughs> we're coming for you, Snitsky. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now that, that's amazing too. Like have, have, he has his own store now, doing big things. Oh, Gene's doing post great. WWE. You know, yeah. that's that's he, amazing. Wasn't he featured on WWE? Uh, what, what, where mm-hmm. are they now? And he talked yeah. about the store. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Really good. Now, what did it feel like? You know, placing uh, you know, we placed eighth at, at the Motor Motor Mile. Yes, sir. Like, talk about that. How, how was that? Just a great day. You know, it's funny. We uh, we started out to, out of the box kind of, kind of uh, well with the first practice we went out. It was it was there were ten minute practice sessions. I'm like, all right, because they're trying to fill the schedule up. We get out there, we turn a lap, and the red, the black flag. Are right, you done? I'm like, really? Ah. So like, all right, so a second effort, we go back out in the second practice, uh, picked up speed, which I thought was great. And then the third practice, the car was just dialed in. We're like, ready to go here. Bill, at, Bill says to me, my crew chief goes, what do you want me to do? I'm like, nothing. It's great. The car is not, it's not pushing. The handling is great in the corners. The only problem is with the Super Cup car, the tires give out after so many laps. Mm. So it's kind of like you're racing on tires that are going to be slicked, of course. So when the weather, when it's a hot day out, the track is very slick. So as you're going into these turns, you've got to really watch your apex. As you're hitting the, the low, lower portion of the track, you've got to watch out the back end doesn't slide out. So a couple of times, you can feel, like, when the car's on the edge, the race car's on the edge, you can feel the back end, so your foot's out of the throttle right away. And then you have to reassume that throttle. You've got to kind of feather the throttle back mm. into the... So it does take a lot. It's a lot of things. That's exciting. I tell you, just going that fast. I, know, right? I, know, I like it. I like when you talk about that. Thank it's just yeah, fun, it's man. Fun. It's great. It and is. we hear a lot. We ask people about road stories, whether you're a musician or professional wrestler. Any pit stories that maybe like you lost, you lost, um, you know, to be able to talk to the people in the pit crew while you're racing live. Anything like that ever happened? All right. So uh, we were in Daytona a couple of years ago. I was driving for Hickson Motorsports in 2017. And this is the ARCA 200. This is like the, the one of the Super Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm out there and um, we had a caution. I think uh, who someone I think Justin Fontaine wrecked. It was a bad. They had to extricate him, pull him out of the car with a you know jaws of life. So on the back stretch, I go to my car and on the radio I said, I gotta go to the bathroom. And dead silence. He goes, hold it. <laughs> I said, he goes, well, the race is almost done. So, but the attrition is like you're out there driving, right? You don't really when you're going by the grandstands, you don't see people. You just see color. It's just you're going you know, right. so fast. So he says to me, just hold it. He goes, they're gonna bring you down pit road. Just hold it. 
So finally, he's like, you know, I'm like, I got to go. And he's like, do what you got to do, brother. I'm like, all right. So, you know, because you're in that car. Then when you start slowing down, your body function starts coming back. You know, I'm like, wow. I, I was so just, but you know what? It is what it is, you know? It is what it is. So. so maybe there'll be a diapers for <laughs> yeah, my right? Yeah, a diaper pit. Exactly, yeah. right? You know, yeah. cotton hell. Yeah. You guys Switch. listening? That's yeah. it. <laughs> so... But it is, yeah, it's, it was damaged, that's for sure. But that was great. We finished uh, 20, 21st, I think, my first, yeah. That was great, you know. So I was like out of 40 cars. Right. So, so like dynamite. team Thanks. support, having the right people behind you plays huge dividends at the end of the day. It really does. You know, it's a team effort. Um, and that's why I said I, I, you can't do it without your team. Team is very important. Like, let's talk in wrestling, right? When you're working with someone, and I'm sure Josh will admit to that, you're working with someone, right? you got to, like, tell a story within so many minutes. In racing, you know, Everyone has their, their, their strategy before going into a race. So Bill will get with me. Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do for you. Okay. I like the fact that I can talk to him. And, you know, he makes you understand what he's doing. Where some guys are going, I took some wedge out. I put some adjustment. You go, okay, great. You know, what do I do? Just drive the car. Just drive. <laughs> yeah. So Bill, Bill uh, will, will explain to him, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Okay. So him and I working together just makes a good team because the guy is just, he's so enthusiastic about being there. He loves the sport. You know? Oh, and shout out to his wife, Julie, too, by the way. So go ahead. Definitely. Like, communication, keyword. Yeah, communication. Whether at home, whether you have small kids. Right. You know, work. Right. Sports. Sports. Anything. And you, like you, what you you do, you've done some great things, too. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, man. As I said, what you're doing is amazing. Both of you guys are doing some amazing stuff. We had fun the last couple weeks. We had musicians, like, which was really pretty exciting, you know, and then when they come in here and play, you know, and you get, (laughs) it's a simple setup, but you get a little bit of live music. I enjoy that. It's kind of fun, though, to get back to talking wrestling. Definitely. That's the heart of it, you know, wrestling and racing and wrestling, racing, rock and roll. What more do you need? What do you need? You know, it's it's a perfect mix. Every Wednesday, four to five, (laughs) monkerradio.com. For music. Music and yep. Shameless plug. There Definitely. you go. <laughs> now let's switch up back to professional wrestling. On this sure. new era in WWE, DX has taken over okay, again. Okay, no, wait oh, a minute. Boy. We have to talk about one more thing. I think it, let's put a. For me, I'm putting a button Beep. on the yep. uh, on the feuds. Ready? <laughs> okay. Let's do it. To me, the greatest feud, and I think one of the most influential feuds, and and people might you know sniff at this, Hollywood Hogan versus Sting. Oh, yeah. Okay. And here's why. Because now you're thinking to yourself, okay, first of all, you you have flat top surfer woo sting, right? They turn on him. What's going on? (laughs) Now you have Hogan turning bad, which I think is the epicenter of of the entire attitude era, you know, because now everybody can't believe Hulk Hogan can go bad. NWO, I think, changes the game, right? But now you have Sting, one of the absolute. Faces of WCW, mm-hmm. and he disappears. Yeah, where does he go? And now all of a sudden, and think about this. And this is how I kind of let off when we started talking. It's all about the build. Yeah. Think about that year, a year where now, first of all, we're seeing a revamp Sting. So that's even crazier. You're not getting what you thought. So what's going on there? You have Hogan running the place mm-hmm. as Hollywood Hogan. Unfortunately, you know, when you think about it, look, it was a, a year buildup. You had the revamp, you know, but then when Sting starts coming in from the rafters, from the stands, <laughs> think about the other thing that was going on. Would you be putting on an NWO shirt? Who's going to join, yeah. right? Yeah. And some people, they'd be handing, 
that we talked about Diamond Dallas Page earlier, one of the greatest moments. Hall and Nash come in the ring. They're going to offer him the shirt. DDP pulls the shirt on, goes in for the handshake with Scott Hall, and bang, there's a diamond yes. cutter. And Nash turns like, oh, you've done it now, DDP. DDP right. runs into the crowd, diamond cutters ripping the shirt off, right? All those things yeah. really culminate with that Starcade 97 match, yeah. unfortunately, which ends terribly. Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately really ends with a clean one, two, three with Hogan. Yeah. And kind of, I thought, killed the whole momentum. And then yeah. all of a sudden now there's 67 people in the NWO, <laughs> yeah. and it's NWO red and black. Yeah. And this NWO versus the NWO was terrible. But that buildup, that yeah. year... Yeah was phenomenal and and those of you rather out there that are purists that are going to say well it's the match between kaja hajame and no, no, i don't know think about that again two of the biggest stars ever right back and forth for a year i could watch those matches all the time and even when you just watch old wcw you know monday nitros He's up in the rafters, and all of a sudden now they're they're going to beat somebody. And one of the greatest moments I think ever when Sting saves the Giant. Yes, all the NWO yeah. is beating up the Giant, yes. and then when Sting and there's no yeah. music or anything, all of a sudden he just comes walking from the back, mm -hmm. gets in the ring. Oh, he's here now! He's here now! <laughs> yep. And he's got a weapon. That's right, he's got a weapon, and he takes and. He's dropping the bat and he's fighting them every man. I'll tell you, I could watch that clip a hundred times. Damaged radio, who's there? Hey, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Ended on a good note. What's up, Dylan? What's up, Ethan? My boys. Oh, yeah, cool. What's your favorite feud other than you guys versus diapers? <laughs> Actually, Dylan and Ethan go at it. They're going to be the new uh, Hogan Macho Man feud, man, That's coming awesome. up. Oh, yeah, brothers. Ethan's a UFC uh, wrestler in training, man. Definitely, definitely hits his heart with the right punch. Start him young. That's good. Yep. See, now look, it's just like the start of the show. Dylan, Ethan, you are brothers! <laughs> How's it going there, guys? Good. Good? Yep. Everybody's good. Good. Well, Daddy will see you guys real soon, all right? And keep it damaged always. Yeah, I'm not like fire. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Damage. <clears throat> I love it. <clears throat> Do you remember when Ted DiBiase sat in the front row and he goes like this? Remember the NBA when when the first NDO, NBA, NWO first started? He does the one. Right. It was two. It was yes. Hogan. Three. And then he goes. Next week, remember? right? Was yes. that great? You're like, and see that now. That's exactly it? what you're saying. Now, here's the funny thing: when you think about it. It's almost something that that seemed kind of inconsequential. <laughs> but now you're bringing in somebody as great as Ted DiBiase, yes. and with just four, you know, like a gesture. Yes. What does that mean? And now you had to tune in next week. Yes. Saying, what does that mean? All that to me, as far as like as far as I'm concerned, all those different things. It was the Hogan versus. Sting feud, Great. and it was the NWO versus the WCW. It created the revitalization. I, I don't think, I mean, when you think about it right there, if that has, doesn't happen, if the NWO doesn't happen, are we still even watching wrestling in 2022? Right. Yes. It was a lightning bolt into mm. professional wrestling. Point, and there's man. people Good who point. would argue, oh, well, you know, I, I don't like any of that or something. But I don't know. I loved it. It <laughs> yeah. was, and it was amazing. It was an amazing time, I it think, was. of wrestling. So. Right. Now, one feud I want to talk about uh, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Some people might not talk about it real much, but when he super right. kicked him through the barbershop window, glass, right. and no, people may not remember, but Marty Jannetty beat Shawn Michaels for the ISV title. 
Like, like you don't remember that. Well, you don't remember that. You remember him going through the window. That right. was a yep. big deal. And that was another one that I think that moment stands out more than just about anything yeah. else. Because how, how could he turn, right? Yeah. Oh, you the can't blind. turn? Yeah. What are some other turns you can remember, Matt? How about... Well, when you think about that, Zabisco turning on Bruno Sammartino, who yes, you could never have imagined that. He he just hit Bruno with the chair, yep. and that was on Sat what we used to call Saturday morning wrestling. Yep. You know? Remember, remember like, Bruno had the yeah, blood? Yeah, had a broken yep. nose or whatever. There, there was the one, remember with, um, I'm trying to think now, what was that, what was that guy's name um, years ago? It was a feud uh, back in early part. Andre Hogan, that's what it was. Andre oh, yeah. turning bad. That's Certainly, what it was. Yeah. Andre, that's what Ripping it was. the chain off of Hogan. Yes, um, yes. Was that during a snake pit? Well, then you, or whatever that was. It was Jesse Ventura. Show. Ventura, yes. right. And then, but then you figure that's, and they would tilt the camera up, and there's Andre with that huge mouth of teeth. <laughs> and everybody that's listening knows exactly what face I just made. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. And you can't forget. That's for radio. You can't forget, brother. A brother. A brother. brother. And, of course, and, you're going to look. And, uh, uh, it's called a hot rod. The two the of coconut. them back and forth. He hits him with the oh, you're coconut. Right? The greatest. And then you know, fast forward. Uh, a, a hot rod gave a hook, snuck a coconut, and said, "Return the favor." Yes. And on impact, I believe it was. Yeah. I don't remember what happened, but yeah, that, that was living moments. That definitely. When I when I when I met Jimmy Snuka, you know, I asked him about that, and he goes, "We had he goes, we had fun." So he said, "We had fun." In that low voice, you know, Jimmy never, you know, shouted, of course, but. He just smiles. We had fun. He was always one of my favorite people when we would interview him at the conventions. Because you'd talk to him, just like you said, you'd walk up and we'd be like, you know, can we get an interview? Yeah, yeah, no problem. (laughs) Right? But then when you give him the three, two, one, and you watch that spark... Look here, brother, when the superfly is going to be in the room. And he's now, and, and this to me, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. He's cutting a promo into my stupid camera the way he had done to a WWF camera for Amazing. decades before. Amazing. And when the superfly is here, bro, you never know what could happen. You're like, oh, wow! Ah! Yeah. It's right now. He's right yeah. there. Yeah, that's great. Or the steel, steel, steel cage, uh, Morocco, Snooker. Oh, yeah. And we had that interview, Matt. See, I don't know. It's funny because I'm thinking back to that. It was uh, the build up to that. That moment is so huge. Mm. But I don't really remember how much. Like, I don't remember all kind of promos back and forth right. between the two. I just, just remember Morocco that being a great answering match. a question. Right. What were your thoughts when you saw Snook on top of that cage? Oh, shh. You know? Believe, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 This, that can't alone. Say that on my you know, you can't say that yet. <laughs> XM Radio, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but so many feuds, so many memories. And, you know, we could talk about it. For hours. Well, it's a fun topic, and I was thrilled so many people called in today with their uh, yeah. with their things. And everybody should remember, you know, every week now, Wednesday, you're getting through the middle of the week, maybe 4 o'clock, put your feet up on the table, tell your boss you're busy, and it's time to get completely damaged every week. Definitely. Now, Mike, if people want to follow you or follow a sponsor, uh, where can they go? Uh, at uh, Twitter, at M. Seneca Racing uh, on Facebook, uh, Mike Seneca Motorsports, SeattleGummy.com, ASAPEnergy.com. Woody'sformen.com. Nice. So. Well, we can't wait to get you back up here and talk Thank some you. more. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you again. Now we always give a damn here on Wednesdays, man. You know, it's fun, and especially I like the fact that it's like I said earlier in the show. It feels like I haven't seen you in a million years, <laughs> but it's nice to kind of pick up right where we left off because we're not that many weeks back into being live in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure for really almost that entire run of yeah. COVID, COVID, we were doing remote, yeah. and it's funny because Monco Radio. I mean, a lot of people that listen to Monco Radio all the time, they know. 
we expanded the programming because people were programming from their house and wow. sending me the file and then I could keep yeah. it going. But I'm trying to think it probably, so think about that. It's probably what, two years at least since I've seen you come up in the studio. Cause we're yeah. only now being able to kind of really our show get back. people back. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean I think the big thing is just yeah it's been years and all that and think about it, I was here pre COVID like I was here in uh, right. February twenty twenty yeah. I was here right just prior to yep. when things shut down yeah exactly by the way you can also follow us at Military Veterans Racing too so that's great doing great things man yeah, you're one of those you're, you're hustler man you do it you do it all man thank and you so much always put your, your so you got four more races it. where are they oh gosh Jennerstown um, Dominion Speedway Phoenix Arizona and uh, Tri Cities how's the traveling. It's, you know what we've been doing? We've been, we've been driving a lot. Cheadle and I have been driving in the car. And you know what? I, I could fly, of course. I can fly, obviously, with the airline. But you know what? When you drive, it just gives me. Dri- driving with your gear is very tense. So I went to, real quick, as I said, I was going to Daytona years ago. And I won't say what airline, but they ruined my helmet. Oh, they cracked it. I'm like, so I had to go get epoxied and they get legal for NASCAR. And I'm like, so I drive now. So, right. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's all the, that big bag with all the gear in <laughs> Order. That's the scariest thing is we were talking about that the other day with um we had on, on my show, we were talking to this guy that he was flying back and forth between yeah. here and Colorado to do recording, right? Mm-hmm. right? And he says the scariest part is when you give them a bag full of microphones and recording equipment oh, and then man. you watch it get pitched into like the baggage <laughs> compartment and you're like, you know what's in there? You know what's it's in not there? my underwear. Right. No. Like, they just throw it like it doesn't even matter. And, it, it, yes. and you know what? To them it doesn't. You're, and you're saying to yourself like, you know, and I've taken recording gear on the plane. <laughs> And it's funny because, you know, other members of the enforcers who will tell you that I'm the worst, most nervous flyer. It's because, yeah, I know what's in my backpack and I can't have, you know, anything happen to it. I don't care if it's my socks. It's that recorder and microphones that I'm worried about. Yeah, they got to watch how they handle that stuff. It's just, yeah, it's expensive. That's a totally different show. (laughs) Or next time, yeah. So remember three things, actually just one thing, the Paul Bearer voice. You know, I just love to do that voice, and it's just fun, and that's why I'm so glad that my brother called in, because a lot of time I'll just call him and say, hello, brother. <laughs> Damaged. On you that know, note, that I always idea. think of it. I will tell you a funny story. I always remember right after Paul Bearer had died. And I remember Ferran being in here, really cutting a very nice, almost eulogy for William Moody. Mm. And I remember how eloquent Ferran was with his description of that. And I just, I always think, and I remember, he, I, when I think of Paul Bear, I think of Ferran saying, William Moody. And <laughs> shout out to you, Ferran, yeah. if you're listening. That's, you know, there's another one. We got to get him up here Definitely. now that we're back, you know, Definitely. in the studio. Get the original crew back, yep. A little bit of original damage. Right. Yeah, original damage and new damage. We're looking for we're looking for brand new guests. Whether you're a musician, actor, actresses, a professional wrestler, you have a story. We want you up here. So thank you so much for listening, Mike. Always a pleasure. Thank Come you up so much. You thank Mike. you so much, Matt. Thank yep. you, RC. Thank you. And remember, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on MonkerRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Completely dead! Completely dead!